You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of... If I'm welcoming you back, you know who I am. But for those of you who don't, I'm Sean Reynolds. I'm the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Decline Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I do not traditionally place a lot of weight on polls. I think they are often skewed. I think they are taken from the standpoint of, we want to get this kind of result from this poll, so let's do it here. Let's get this kind of representation. I think they're skewed. I have nothing to really back that on other than my own experience in looking at data and looking at polls. And then when you kind of drill down on a lot of these things, you're like, hmm, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Or, oh, hey, that makes total sense. And I can see how that poll is not representative of the general adult population. One of the great ways of, of kind of proving that theory is I don't know, the 2016 election. How'd that turn out? Ah, oh, polls there. Ah, oh, they, they were not on, right? I mean, we were kind of led down a wrong road in the polls there. Wildly different results. Maybe this maybe this poll here was wrong too, but this poll says most Seattle voters oppose cutting police funding by 50%. What I think is interesting is that even though a lot of the politicians that have been voted in are going down different roads, I think the adults in Seattle, for the most part, are like, what is going on here? Is this really what we voted in? I know there's some recall efforts. I know a recall effort uh, the other day to uh, Supreme Court, Washington State Supreme Court, was it? Said no go on um, recalling my Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin said she didn't, she might, might not have been good judgment calls what she did, but what she did didn't violate the terms of her contract. That That's the bottom line. So no go on um, recalling uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin. And I've talked about it a lot here on the podcast. These recall efforts, it's kind of like trying to impeach a president unless they've done something clearly illegal that can be proven. Nothing's going to happen. Nixon was the exception, right? I mean, I am not a crook. Remember when he did that? Most of you probably don't, but I grew up hearing uh, back then were memes. I am not a crook. People at Halloween wore Nixon. We're coming up on Halloween. That reminds me. People were wearing you know, Nixon costumes, and they would do that. I am not a crook, putting his hands out in a speech where he was trying to convince people he wasn't a crook. But um, he did stuff that uh, was a no-no and got impeached. But I don't think Mayor Durkin, it, it, the, her actions are not at that level. They're bad. And for a lot of us who are adults and business owners and uh, concerned about property, concerned about rights, consider, concerned about law, we think that her actions are wildly outside of the boundaries of what should be acceptable. But we also think about that about our Seattle City Council and also our governor to a large extent, just the inaction that's going on. I just recorded a podcast, and it's probably be out in the next day or two, about how there is a machine shop being operated within a homeless encampment in North Seattle at night near some condos and apartments, but more importantly, near a daycare center. And they've got an illegal generator going on. It's this metal shop that they made out of wood and tarps and they've got it locked off during the day but at night homeless people run their motorcycles up and do their stuff create their metal products whatever it is that they're doing in there and what does the city of seattle and the council and the mayor do that's right nothing 
But I think most adults in Seattle oppose cutting the police funding by 50%, one of the major demands of the um, peaceful protesters slash violent rioters. Let's let's take a look. This is a Seattle PI, one of our two big newspapers here in Seattle. Let's take a look and see see what it says. Let's get into the numbers and see if people are thinking, yep, defund the police is a good idea or maybe no. A majority of Seattle and King County voters in a new poll said that they don't support dismantling the police force or cutting funding for the police by 50%. The Crosscut Elway poll found 63% of King County respondents and 58% of Seattle respondents said they would oppose dismantling the police force and starting over with a new model of what police are supposed to do in the community. I don't mind reimagining the police. That is what you hear nonstop. Let's think about it. Let's imagine it. Let's reimagine what this looks like. The problem I have is that in Seattle, you're already cutting programs. They're already cutting funding. And the reason I brought up that whole machine shop and a homeless encampment is that funding has already been cut to the program that sweeps through and clears out homeless encampments here in Seattle. So guess what's going to happen to that machine shop? Nothing. They're just going to keep operating until some citizen gets so angry, like the condo or apartment owner. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was a resident at CHOP. Um, kind of went through and started clearing out the tables at CHOP. He was so upset. He was throwing things around and basically dismantling the stuff at CHOP. It was caught on video. If you want to take a look at that, I think it was like alpha male destroys chop set up something like that it's pretty entertaining until the point where they were going to come after him and he pointed to a gun in his waistband and said yeah you need to back off so we got that kind of stuff going on and when that happens sometimes there's an escalation wouldn't want to see that with the metal shop in the illegal homeless encampment in seattle but that's oftentimes what it takes to solve these issues the neighbors on that thing have been complaining for months and guess what's happening that's right nothing. So similarly, an even larger majority, 73% in King County and 71% in Seattle opposed cutting funding to the police by 50%. Hmm. Interesting, like almost three quarters, which has been a repeated demand of protesters over the past several months. Only 20% of respondents in Seattle and King County supported this according to the poll. Why is that? Because if you cut funding to the police in a city that already has a crime, major crime issue and homelessness issue and opioid issue, that is not going to turn out well. And if you reimagine police, that is fine. But you've got to have some kind of program on the other end where if you cut funding, you need to immediately enact something to cover what you weren't doing. Because guess what? If you thought before was bad, future, way worse. That's just how it happens when you cut police funding. That's where it goes. More King County voters supported than opposed measures that would take funding from the Seattle, from the police and reinvest those funds in social services and community programs, 49% to 43. Among Seattle voters, a small majority, 54%, say they'd support reinvesting funds from police in social services and community programs. Now, those questions can kind of be couched in a way that you're like, how ah, do I choose this one or how ah, do I choose that one? It's hard to say. It's hard to say exactly what that looks like. And that's why I don't place a ton of weight on polls. But I think they are an indication of 
kind of in general where we're at, especially in something like this. A majority of voters in King County and Seattle would also support maintaining the same number of officers, but shifting funds to focus more on training for de-escalation and less use of force. All right. So this is what the adults in the room are thinking. Let me read that one again. Majority of voters in King County and Seattle would also support maintaining the same number of officers. Don't give us fewer officers because we know how that's going to go. But shifting funds to focus more on training for de-escalation and less use of force. I'm okay with that. If there are ways that we can take our existing police force, not dismantle them in a social experiment and just see how this works, roll the dice on, oh, maybe this will, oh, geez, that didn't work out. This is this has not been a good social experiment. We got people just being killed left and right. Ugh, this is not good. What are we going to do? We need to reimagine another solution because our reimagined solution needs reimagining. That's what I think would happen. So I think most adults in the room are are of the mindset of keep the police the way it is, give them some more training, give them some more training specifically on de-escalation and less use of force. Let's talk about de-escalation for just one second in Seattle. Have you guys seen that storyline? I did a whole podcast on it. We have an ex-pimp hired by the city of Seattle as a consultant but not just a consultant, a street czar. His name is Andre Taylor. He's the brother of Che Taylor, who was killed by Seattle police in 2016. Um, and if you want to read up on that, you can. But Seattle police were kind of justified, and the police officers that uh, were involved in the shooting, they were exonerated. Um, but Andre Taylor is an ex, ex-pimp. He's been hired by the city of Seattle, not once, but twice. First time he was hired, $100,000 as the streets are. And then this, this current contract is for $12,500 a month over the course of the next year. So one hundred and fifty grand. So we got two hundred and fifty grand into a street czar that has literally zero experience training education in de-escalation his only experience is in running crime as a pimp and maybe he can be a liaison between the police and whom whatever crime but is that really the route you want to go when you've got de-escalation problems and what we perceive as use of force is he your guy is he your man what's his game plan going to be I'm really curious to see. Maybe he can pull it off. Maybe he is the guy. I want to see this. But having this as your major game plan in Seattle, I think we might want to reimagine that. I think we might want to reimagine some of our reimagining. The poll comes after protesters have been marching in Seattle and across the country for months, fighting against police brutality and systemic racism. Protesters in Seattle have made a number of key demands, including that the city defund the police by 50% and reinvest in the community. And I know Seattle just gave three buildings, or they're in the process of giving three buildings to black-owned community services. Totally okay with that. And those moves were in the process. Those have been in the process for a while they just i think it got sped up with the whole chop thing and the whole uh systemic racism and police and all that i don't if 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 you've got a, a strong community outreach program in a in a town or in a city and they need ownership of a building to make their to make their um outreach program stronger 
and, and they've been at it a while. Some of those programs have been out there for as long as I've been alive, so like 50 years. So these are not fly-by-night overnight organizations. These are not ex-pimps that are pushing their services out as expertise based on nothing other than, hey, this is what I might be able to do for you. I'm not sure. When I have a good talk, hire me. That's what we got going on in Seattle. So we're kind of going back to including that the city defund the police by 50% and reinvest in the community. Earlier this year, a majority of Seattle City Council members pledged to do just that. But in their 2020 budget, passed as part of an effort to rebalance the budget due to the coronavirus pandemic, the council included just about $3 million in cuts to the Seattle Police Department. What does $3 million in cuts to the Seattle Police Department look like? It's not very much. I think their budget for 2020 was $411 million. It's a lot. Um, but any cuts to the police right now with the amount of stuff we've got going on, the peaceful protesters slash violent rioters, they are committed to basically spinning the wheels of the police department right now. They are doing protest after protest to basically wear the police down. They put it on their social media. They have flyers out with that on it specifically. And guess what? Adrian uh, Diaz, is it, I think? He's our interim police chief after Chief uh, Carmen Best stepped down, Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best. He has basically said, yeah, these protesters are draining our resources. That's what's happening. So if you are a standard citizen and you've got a break-in to your house, if you've got a violent situation, if you've got something, guess what's probably going to happen to your scenario? That's right, nothing. Because what are the police doing? They're over there dealing with the peaceful protesters who are firebombing things and doing all kinds of craziness that really demands that the police kind of work on that because the protesters have basically said, this is our MO. This is what we're doing. And that's happening. So $3 million in cuts to the Seattle Police Department. The proposals included cutting about 100 officers through layoffs or attrition, cutting the salaries of Seattle Police Department's command staff, it's one of the reasons Carmen Best left. She's like, yeah, I'm not sticking around for that. I've been doing this 28 years, whatever it was. I think it was 28 years. I'm not standing for this nonsense. I'm out. I've had enough. Done. Retired. And eliminating the city's navigation team. This goes back to the homeless encampment with a metal shop in it. This goes to Denny Park with 200 needles collected what, a couple of Thursdays ago, with a homeless encampment in it, in a city park. Navigation team, they are responsible for sweeping homeless encampments and connecting people living unsheltered with resources. In our genius, we have eliminated that navigation team. No longer there. So again, what happens to our homeless encampments in city parks? Nothing. They keep growing, keep getting bigger. Because we don't have the resources or the manpower or the horsepower to deal with it here in Seattle. We're just going to let it go. And our officials are saying, this is a good, that's, that's not a good scenario. And homeless people overrunning these parks. Our citizens can't use the parks. That's, that's not good. What are we doing about it? Nothing. Mayor Jenny Durkin vetoed the, county's, uh, the council's proposals, but the council voted last month to override the mayor's veto. So our council vetoed the mayor's veto in order for them to do nothing. The mayor had warned multiple times she believed the cuts to the police would put the city's public safety at risk. All right, I, I got to go with the mayor on that one because that is what the adults in the room typically believe and think. 
if there are issues with the police department, if, if that is where you're coming from, I think you need to recognize that eliminating the police isn't where you're at. Going this social worker programs, let's send out a social worker to that scenario. I, that's that's not where I want to see things go. Do you need to get police more training? Yes, you, you do. You do. So you avoid stuff that happened, um, that's that's happened, that's provoked all of these, um, basically race wars, right? I mean, that's what you've got going on. All, all these um, both peaceful, peaceful protests, because there have been some, but it only takes a small percentage of the peaceful protests, which I think are like 93% of the protests are peaceful. And I keep hearing that number. But when you've got 7%, it's like um, taking a population of 100 people, and 93, 93 of them are okay. And then you eliminate the other seven through whatever means. How do you think those other seven people feel about their situation? Is it mostly okay for them? Or did their demise, was it upsetting? It was probably really upsetting. So the 7% of, of, of the peaceful protests that end up in violent riots, that's what we're talking about. And that's why um, you can't just focus on the peaceful protesting because so often in the media they're just – that one of the reasons I do this stuff is because so much of the media is just flat wrong. These are not peaceful protests. And that's because I've covered it. I was there at CHOP. I've been in Portland. And there's nothing peaceful around it. It's violent. It's, it's off the charts violent. Night after night after night after night. New stories out there. You've got guys like Andy Ngo. Um, he is a journalist. And um, if you want to follow his Twitter feed, that guy is a warrior he is a gay Vietnamese uh, son of Vietnamese immigrants, and he is out there on the front lines providing coverage. He has had his world rocked. He's been beaten up. He's had brain uh, contusions from being whacked in the head, and he's out there providing coverage all the time. Andy, no. Check him out. That guy's, that guy's pretty incredible. I look at his stuff and go, whoa, that guy is way more... I want to say um, gutsy, but that's not the word I want to say. But I'm going to go with gutsy than I would be willing to do. And he's not a big human being. He is a small guy, and that guy has some real guts. So check out his his Twitter feed because he consistently puts what's going on in these peaceful protests and calls them out and says, ah, this is not it's not peaceful by any means. Andy No, Twitter feed. In line with the council's budget, the mayor said the city would suspend the work of the navigation team through the end of 2020 and move forward with plans to lay off 70 people in the Seattle Police Department. The council multiple times discussed out-of-order layoffs, which the city said in a news release would likely not be accomplished this year because they require bargaining with the affected unions and working with the Public Safety Civil Service Commission. The issue there is that if you lay off a bunch of people that first come, first in, first out, you're going to be laying off a bunch of uh, minorities. That's what's going to happen. And they didn't want to see that happen. So that's why they're talking about out of order layoffs. And in order to fire all these folks, you got to go through the Seattle Police Unions. That's going to be a mess going to be tied up and in the meantime what happens nothing crime keeps happening just keeps going on At the end of last month durkin also released her 2021 budget proposal we're at budget time right now a budget proposal which included investing a hundred million dollars into bipoc communities expanding the funding for homelessness services we do need that 
and transferring certain functions out of the Seattle Police Department, like the 911 function. They want to take that and make that a civil thing. I'm like, all right, if they can figure out how to do that and have this make sense, okay, great. I don't know the actual mechanics of that. Maybe that's a horrible idea. I'd have to talk to somebody in 911 and say, what do you think about this? I don't know the mechanics of that. But you know, on the surface, I'm kind of like, all right, if they can figure that out. But here's my thing, is that if my home is being broken into by a psychopath on drugs, send me a cop and make him a big one. That's my opinion. That's just me, though. Make the Give me the biggest cop you've got. Give me two. That's just what I want, because I want, I want some backup knowing, all right, I'm not going to get killed here. That's, that is my wish in my world, and hopefully it never comes to that. But there are a lot of guys out there saying, hey, these peaceful protesters, they may come to your house at some point in time. Do not be surprised. And we got Spike Lee saying, hey, there's a civil war happening. That's an interesting comment. And you see that and you're like, oh, this isn't good. This is not good. What do we got going on? Well, in Seattle, we don't have a lot. We got a lot going on, but it's not productive. According to the poll, 24% of respondents in Seattle said in regards to the demonstrations and police reform, Durkin was doing a poor job. And another 33%, the mayor was doing only a fair job. About 38% rated the mayor's job as excellent or good. Those are the people who voted her in. Fair enough. A larger percentage, 44%, rated the city Seattle council's job on these issues as poor, and another 30% rated the council members' work as only fair. Given the background of our Seattle City Council members, I think it's really interesting that we, we voted them in in the first place. And I say we, I mean the people of Seattle. And I am not actually a citizen of Seattle. I'm a citizen of Bellevue. So I'm an east sider. I'm a suburb guy. But we're the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. And Seattle's a big metropolitan area. And we're kind of part of that. So that's why I do this. But the residents of Seattle in those districts voted these people in. And these people are doing exactly what they said they would do. One of them's a Marxist. And you got some real socialism going on there. That's what they're doing. And so you really can't be surprised at the activism going on, at the protests going on. You can't really be surprised. It's what you voted these folks in. And so when you've got protests being led by the city council on our mayor... I don't, I don't think you should be surprised. I think you should be shocked that it's actually happening. But if you kind of follow it backwards to, all right, what is this person's background? Hmm, okay. What do you expect? It's kind of like being an adult. This is what you got. This is what you voted in. It's what you got to deal with. Uh, all right. So when asked to rate the job being done by the local police force in their community, 52% of Seattle respondents gave a poor or fair rating compared with 27% of residents in the rest of King County, because Seattle is getting hammered by homelessness, bunch of crime, opioid addiction, all that stuff. All that stuff. It's just going on. And so I think people outside in, in King County areas, I've been following kind of some of the stories about where the Seattle and a lot of Seattle police officers are leaving or quitting, they're retiring, or they are moving on. A lot of them are going to the suburban areas. And those people are saying, hey, we like the police. Send your police our way. They're not saying, oh, Seattle police are bad. They're terrible. Oh, they're awful. They're saying, hey, give them to us. We'll take them. Seattle police, come on over. You're welcome. Saw one, I think it was in Renton the other day, made an announcement. They hired two former Seattle police officers. They're excited. They're pumped. They got two good cops on the street. 
kind of what you want, right? I and mean, that's what I want. The poll also found a majority of King County and Seattle respondents said that they supported or mostly supported the Black Lives Matter protests that have continued in Seattle and across the country for months. A majority also opposed the use of federal troops and officers in cities to protect property and quell violence during protests. I think when you read the, these questions on the surface, that's one thing. It, and then when you, if you actually took these people who took these polls and put them at a protest and said, this is your peaceful protest, how do you feel about it? Just about everybody who's an adult that can think on their own would go, oh my gosh, that is not where I want to be. This is not what I want for my city. But so many of us are so busy doing stuff that we don't really realize what's going on. We don't recognize the implications. It's just kind of something that's happening out there and it's not happening to us. So why should we be concerned? Ah, a bunch of people got their businesses rocked. Ah, that's terrible. I feel so bad for them. And it keeps getting ignored. That's all I got going on. So that's about it for me on this one. Got a bunch going on. Not all of it productive. It is what it is. I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I will catch you in the next one. If you feel it in your heart that this has been something that is productive, you like it, share it with your friends, family, whomever. That helps the algorithms and it makes our podcast get out there more. That's it for me. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.